0: like volume <laughs> one good
1: <laughs> hello and welcome to episode 82 of the erasable podcast today we're checking in on the latest bevy of quarterly releases though we're puzzled we only sort of know who Guy Clark is, why that novel only cost a dime, or why that barren fig notebook is unfinished. But never fear, we'll be uncovering the truth soon about them. Joining me are the two real Volume 1s in my heart, Johnny and Tim. Hey, guys. Hey!
2: Oh, that was so good. Well done. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> thank you. He nailed it. Both <laughs> volumes me. of my heart are very warm. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are much less fugly than uh, than the Blackwing
3: Volume One. Though, so. oh, oh man, um, we're gonna have an argument on this podcast. Tonight. You Sorry. know what, Johnny?
1: I... Ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. You. <laughs> ding, ding, your foot.
0: Ooh. <laughs> ding, 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 <laughs> ding. Did you say ding, ding your foot? <laughs> Damn.
1: Yeah, your foot has been ding, dinged. Or yeah. PG rated.
3: <laughs> all right like really really bad mom jokes that's after, that's later
1: yeah <laughs> we'll see what we can do then um so yeah we're we're mostly good today just going to talk about the quarterly releases um we also one thing i didn't mention that we didn't know is what the heck WritePads pads is waiting for come on guys I didn't know you tell is. them didn't you tell them johnny that we have to uh talk about it since we're recording today um, he's gonna have to wait like, i did
3: ugh. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say they scrapped their idea and went with something different. Did they have Guy Clark too? Nope. (laughs) Like, what are the chances? Way off that. (laughs) (laughs) But um, (laughs) yeah, this one's it's really pretty. I saw a up of the cover. Yeah, and um, for once, I'm going to spoil this. uh, Chris's (laughs) trolling on Instagram is actually related to the edition. Oh, good. That's not, that's not spoiling.
1: I don't know what yeah. that W is anyway. The hashtag was like Pigtown. I don't know what that is. Well,
3: that's just where the bindery is. Okay. Gotcha.
1: All right. So anyhow, before we get into all of that, um, Tim, why don't you talk, tell us about your tools of the trade? All right.
0: Uh, I am first of all, riding with a Mitsubishi 980 or 9852 EW. That's the, uh, 9852 from Mitsubishi that is recycled, recycled in the same oh. way that the Ticonderoga Renew is. Mm. So it's made with like the leftover sections of the, the slats, and then they mash them together to make a, a pencil out of the remainder. Uh, which I, I ordered a few of them from CW and really love them, and then ended up ordering a whole dozen uh, just because I wanted yeah. to have them on hand. That one great. Th-
3: yeah, a lot of those Japanese pencils have really pretty boxes, but that one especially is mm-hmm. really
0: sweet. Yeah, absolutely.
1: See, Brad, we do talk about the Mitsubishi ninety eight
0: hundred. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a Does he say we don't? What
1: was that conversation that he and Les had on Twitter? He was like he doesn't hear too much pencil chatter about one of the where is it the tombos? I don't remember. I wasn't following it too closely. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> I never listened to a thing that guy says. No. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's a... I, <laughs> I, I've always... I love the 9852, but um, I've had my eye on this one for probably like over a year, like well over a year uh, because of just the natural finish and all that. And I finally did it. And it's a awesome looking pencil. It's a natural pencil with green imprint. Mm-hmm. The ferrule is like a light purple. And then... It's kinda of hard to tell when I'm looking at the, the eraser. I can't tell if it's black or if it's actually a dark purple as well. I think it's a dark purple. Hmm. Um, it's a really, really good looking pencil. And it's sharpened with my Pollux, which your trick, Andy, is working like a charm. So so that you learned from I forget who you learned. It from. was uh
1: um yeah, Micah, Micah Thomas. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So um,
0: it's it's Micah, thank you. Awesome. It, it works great. I've been
1: Did did we talk about that on air? I can't remember. I don't remember. I don't think so. Cool. I'll make sure to Could talk you about that. F- it?
0: Yeah, I'll talk about it in Fresh Points. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, so that, yeah. using that and I am writing, I've uh, been busting out the legal pads a lot more lately because I've been working on some longer writing projects and I just am in a renaissance of legal pads. I actually love them. <laughs> They're fantastic. And I, I've been working on some uh, short story writing and then also my students are writing. Do you remember that segment, This I Believe on NPR? Uh And it was like the old radio show. So my, my freshmen are writing a This I Believe essay in class and so I told them I'd write one along with them. And so I was using legal pads to draft out my ideas and just love it. So I'm writing in an Amazon Basics legal pad with the 9852 EW,
1: you can write with them in the bedroom, on your desk, yeah. in the office, <laughs> yeah.
3: in the classroom. I forgot about that. that was Upside <laughs> down in the shower.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that was the best. I want to, I want to I wanna go back to that episode and like figure out what that like where that was. Well, <laughs> that was the Amazon one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm gonna find it, and then at some random point in the episode today, I'm just gonna start reading those. Again. <laughs> so, um, so get ready, get ready. Uh, it's good I, radio, I, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, so that's what I'm writing with, what I'm writing on. Uh and I am drinking a little uh, benchmark whiskey to help with my cold, just a little bit. And uh I am consuming, I've got a few things here. First is a podcast. Last time I was talking about the Beatles and how I'm you know, like a lot of people into the Beatles. But, uh, and I was like obsessed when I was a kid for a really long time. The last couple of years, I hadn't listened to a lot and then have just dove back in and it's like all I've been listening to for a while. But I found this podcast that's really great. Uh, it's called Screw It, We're Just Going to Talk About the Beatles. <laughs> and it's a, they started it right after the inauguration. So it was like a, they just said, we were all, you know, Mad about the election and all this, and we just said, you know, forget it. We're gonna make this podcast. We're just gonna talk about the Beatles. (laughs) So it's been going on just since then. But they go through all the albums with like a panel, a revolving panel of people, and they talk about all the episodes. And they have all these little subjects they talk about once they finish the episodes. I think they did two seasons, and they're getting ready for a third. So pretty cool podcast. It's it's fun. It's definitely uh, Beatles. You know are timeless and ageless like you can't like any age can listen to them and enjoy them the podcast not so much so don't listen to it with your kids <laughs> because these are uh yeah they don't they don't keep the language pg but There's no, uh, but no typewriter bills there no absolutely not <laughs> uh but they are it, but it's it's really entertaining because they're all friends that work and uh, perform in the los angeles uh, improv scene uh, so they, of course, they're just hilarious with each other and they have really good rapport and their conversations are super entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so I've been listening to that, I'm also listening to a new album by Dan Auerbach from the Black Keys. Uh, he has a new new album called Waiting on a Song, which I really recommend. It's, a, it's an awesome album. And uh, actually, a friend of a friend is the engineer on the album. And uh, has become Dan Arbox like right hand man, and so we got the album. Can see him on the back of it, and everything is pretty cool. <laughs> um, but it is it's nothing like the Black Keys. You know, the Black Keys are pretty heavy. This is more produced and happier, and it's just a really cool album. It's a perfect end of summer album, I'd say. And lastly, I went and watched the uh, documentary called May at Last, which uh, Jane and I. My wife Jane and I went to see it a couple weeks ago, and it was made by Judd Apatow, and it's about the band the Avet Brothers. I'm trying know if you're familiar with oh, the yeah. Avett Brothers, no, the yeah. brothers. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they uh were, we've been big fans of them for a long time, and and then we found out this and just like couldn't believe it was real. And then they announced that it was going to be, yeah, Judd Apatow was directing it, co-directing it, and it was going to be playing in theaters for one night only,
2: hmm.
0: and. Weirdly enough, Johnson City picked it up. So, so we had it here. So we got a babysitter, went and saw it, and it was just an outstanding documentary. It was about the recording of their last album called True Sadness and goes through some uh, talking about the relationship of the two brothers and things that have happened in the, the lives of the different members over the last few years. And it was just a really well-made documentary. and It's yes. going to be – it was only playing for one night, but it's going to be on HBO, I think, starting in January – like they're going to it's it's made for HBO and then it'll come out on DVD and streaming or whatever uh, after that. Yeah. So but keep an eye out for it. Even if you're not a fan of the Out a- brothers, it's still just a really good music documentary about a band and following them through the recording of an album and it might just get you on them as well. It's really powerful, really good documentary. So Yes. Nice. Uh but that's me. So how about you Johnny?
3: So we were talking about this before. But um, Tim has a clone on the masterpiece show, Poldark, The guy that plays um, <laughs> Dwight the Doctor reminds me of Tim, I mean, you know, wearing 19, 18th century clothing and no <laughs> beard. I'm
0: looking this up right now. But just as handsome,
3: right? I put, under Tim's uh, consuming, I put a link to a good picture. Okay. <laughs> Dwight Ennis. Oh, yeah. So... Um, we tried to watch Poldark like a year ago, but the first half of the first episode is just like really, really bad. Like every single way the show can be bad, but <laughs> people whose opinions that I respect like it a lot. So um, the last straw was when our friend June Thomas said something about being excited about Poldark. I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. So we're halfway through season two, which is the latest one. I think season three comes on this week. <laughs> so, Johnny, I am awesome. honored
0: that you think I'm as handsome as this fellow, right?
3: <laughs> this is... <laughs> I said that when it came out, I was like, he looks familiar. I'm like, that looks like Tim.
0: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I'm just going to start giving people this picture instead of my own picture. Yeah, <laughs> just put that as so your, I mean, I'm your profile. You've got to find one of them wearing uh, modern clothing. <laughs>
3: yeah, no, I don't think I
0: want to. I think that'll just get worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> just need to gray his hair a little bit, I He's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got yeah. my blue eyes, though, so I can't. Yeah,
3: so if you guys haven't seen that show, it's like super good, <laughs> especially the um, the first season. If you're a Downton Abbey fan, you keep waiting for someone to like die, but no one just drops dead, so that's good. Um, Spoilers, yeah. <laughs> oh, that happens later. No. So, um, Charlotte and I raced through uh, Harry Potter three. We had a bet. She won, so I have to draw her a picture. But um, <laughs> wait, what yeah, was the bet? So. Um, we had a bet about Harry Potter too, who would finish first and, you know, I've already read them so I can just lie and say I finished it. So I won. <laughs> so the third one, I was yeah. like, you know, let's just, you know, we'll read them. She won't, she won't put the book down, but, you know, I'm busy. I don't have time to read <laughs> that much. And, um, I had to keep reminding her when she got ahead of me, Charlotte, I've already read these. Like you were still crapping your pants when I read these books. <laughs> Which she thought was funny, but anyway, she beat me by a day, so I owe her a picture. So Charlotte, who is only seven, is now in book four, and I've a quiz her. She really gets everything. It's surprising, she even gets a lot of the pronunciations right. Like awesome. Um, and there's all this cool new music coming out. Um, there's a new U2 out, coming out coming. U2 album on the December first. If you're a 2 fan, mm-hmm. and um, Marilyn Manson has a new album coming out. I'm a big Marilyn Manson fan. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. Lights, and if you guys are Arcade Fire fans, the new Arcade Fire album actually came out like a month or two ago. It's really, really good. Yeah. I, I think I might have mentioned it on here before. Mm-hmm. The it's new called.
0: national it's album is really good too.
3: I have not heard that. Hey. Sorry. I'm behind. I I'm like really behind on everything. They put it on, last time I was getting a tattoo. We played that uh, at the end. It's like, what is this? New Arcade <laughs> Fire. Sweet. So, yeah. Um, are you guys Marilyn Manson fans, or am I all alone? And enjoying the aging Manson.
0: Uh, the, the enjoying the aging Manson is a pretty amazing phrase, that, uh, <laughs> but I, I I am not a fan. But not like he's, I just I don't think I've ever listened to an entire song. So.
3: Oh, he's mellowing out. <laughs> or rather, like now he writes songs that are Marilyn Manson songs
0: instead of
3: songs by Marilyn Manson. That makes any sense. Like how now, when you listen to YouTube, you're like, yeah, this is U2 playing U2. <laughs> okay. YouTube playing YouTube.
0: YouTube covering YouTube. They're like their own tribute band. Can you listen to yeah, it, it on have, YouTube? Um, watch it on YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> YouTube on YouTube playing YouTube.
3: <laughs> yeah, YouTube has a new single out that's not bad, but it's, it sounds like YouTube playing YouTube. Maybe they can just automatically know. put it on my iPhone for me. There's like probably like time. an Apple app for that. Yeah. <laughs>
2: They're working on it.
3: <laughs> So um, I am writing with I'll beat Andy to it, the Blackwing Volume One, yep, in a Field Notes Campfire edition. Ooh, the, right. the, the middle one, the nighttime one. Nice. I'm writing in the dime novel. That's not what the doc says. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're right. I'm writing with my Lisa Frank Unicorn Diary. <laughs> it a good You're paper? right. How could I? How could I be so unobservant of what I'm writing in?
0: Have you hacked into my? <laughs> The camera on my computer? <laughs> yeah. Johnny, I'm watching it all... right now. I <laughs> like can see shirt. the sparkles. <laughs> yeah. I can hear it sparkling on your side, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very rare notebook.
1: <laughs> well, um, so yes, I guess we've already covered what I'm writing with
3: and in. Um, paper in these Unicorn, these Lisa Frank books aren't, aren't that great. <laughs> no. You know, if you use one of those Unicorn diaries, you will only have half a life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so um, I. Uh, I have to admit that I have um, watched season three of Fuller House, which I'm assuming that you, you've all finished. So, I got the advance copy. Yeah, <laughs> you did. I figured. Yeah. Um, but also disc a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> on laser disc, on uh, I did watch um, the first two episodes of the new Star Trek show, Star Trek Discovery, and I just absolutely love it. I think that they did a real good job of sort of like modernizing um like modernizing the classic star trek but for like but not like treating the audience like it's dumb like i feel like the new star trek movies like star trek beyond and like you know all those things just are just basically an action movie they don't have a lot of the same like message of Mm -hmm. exploration and tolerance and like diversity that star trek has um has traditionally had and this one still captured like the fast paced kind of like suspense driven thing but not to the extent of Star Trek Beyond and it also like it's just super intelligent so um so far so good we're only two episodes in it was
0: really great so i'm really no, Andy, about it. Yeah. Have you watched The Orville
1: yet? Not yet. I um I keep meaning <laughs> to. I'm I think I'm going to wait to binge watch that when Katie's out of town cuz
0: it's not something I think she'll be super into <laughs> yep. but
1: I I do I want to see that. It looks, yeah.
0: Yeah. I accidentally found myself watching the first episode. Like I just had, it's one of the rare moments that I've watched something on TV, like as it was actually on, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, it was actually pretty funny. I kind of, I kind of enjoyed it. So yeah, it was that first episode. I watched maybe half of the first episode and I was enjoying it. And then I had to do something else, but yeah, yeah we'll, I, we'll talk about that later.
1: I definitely want to watch that. It's amazing to me how it's like a parody, but it has like amazing looking production values. Oh
0: yeah, it really it really does, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's like Starship Troopers it kind of looks like. <laughs> <laughs> <Just> um, <laughs> and then beyond that, um there's a podcast, um so Radiotopia who makes 99% Invisible and I think West Wing they Weekly. the West Wing Weekly, a couple others, The Illusionist. Um they just started doing a new um a new thing called showcase where they basically will showcase for let's say like 6 weeks, 10 weeks um a show that like would make a good podcast, but they don't want to like make a whole full production of it. So uh, mm. their first their first uh, period showcase, I guess, um, is a six part series called "Ways of Hearing," and the um, a guy named uh, Damon Krukowski. Who uh, do, do you know? Who Galaxy Five Hundred is that that band?
0: I don't. Okay,
1: no. it's a, a band. I think for the nineties. I, I actually have haven't heard of them before before ways of hearing but um galaxy 500 is or the 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 lead singer from galaxy 500 damon krakowski hosts this and he talks about music and he breaks it down into a lot of interesting concepts that audio and music have so he talks about time like how you know time and music isn't necessarily the same as like relative time he talks about like money the like the finance of music he talks about signal versus noise he just breaks it down really well and he takes these very like abstract concepts and explains it and plays it really well um and the last one uh in noise he talks about like you know digital audio versus very analog audio kind of like you know, a wall of sound like Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys always kind of did. Um, mm-hmm. and it's just really fascinating. So, um, Tim, I think this is something you'd like as as
0: somebody who, who appreciates music. Yeah, I, th- I think I will check it out for yeah. sure. Johnny, Johnny, it Johnny like this, uh, this oh, sorry, project God. would maybe make a pencil podcast. It, it <laughs> six does six episodes. That's all we'll give it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what they would think at, l- at least. Little do they know that no, we're can, already no, eighty-two no, no, no,
1: no. episodes in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we have literally hundreds of hours of recording time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, that is um,
1: that is what I've been consuming lately. So. Yeah. Uh, we should uh we should slide into fresh points. Um Slide. Slide into fresh points, kinda of keep them <laughs> so separate. Loud. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> keep them separate from uh kind of the uh the quarterly editions, which we'll get into a little bit more in detail.
3: Yeah, so, I kept uh, typing that under fresh points I'm like oh yeah. oh, oh, oh no no no, <laughs> no 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 no. Tim, do you want keep us to start do you wanna start us off with the
1: fresh points?
0: Yeah, i just got really just one I was gonna bring up, uh which I'm really excited about, which is a new, one of the new releases from Baron Fig. Yeah. That they've been so like generous with and, and sent us was the uh, two things. They're both under the name mastermind, but they have the mastermind desk pad and then the mastermind week pad, which are two have new ideas of theirs that I, when I, I, I'll totally admit that when I found out about them, when they announced they were coming out, I kind of, I don't know. She had like a, yeah. Okay. Kind of response to it. Like, I guess, guess that's the next thing that, that makes yeah. sense or or understood enough that I was just like, okay, sure. I'll. I'm not gonna be too negative about this, but uh, in use at school, especially, they've both turned out to be extremely useful. So the the, the concept is that the mastermind is a uh, just a desk pad. Like it is. It's, I mean, it's almost like a legal pad in in uh, how it's designed and how it functions. I mean, it's just glued at the top or even more like a, uh, I want to say sticky notes, but they don't actually have glue on them. But, you know, like the little slips of paper that have, they're just glued, held together at the top by a bit of glue. Mm-hmm. And you can just mm-hmm. tear off the paper and throw it away. But it's a 12 by 8. And I think, so you can use it vertical or horizontal or portrait or landscape, whatever. And it is uh, dot grid. And you get uh, 35 sheets per desk pad. And so the intention of it, as far as I understand, is that you can just set it on your desk and leave it there. So anytime, like, throughout the day, if you just have something you need to jot down, if you have a list you need to make really fast, if you need to, like, lay out some goals for the week, or if you need to write down a phone number. I mean, it's just kind of like an all-purpose pad to just be on your desk. And I put it on my desk at school, and I use it every single day. Uh, and I, I I really love it. Uh, you get two in a pack. So it's 35 sheets per. You get two. And uh, 12 by 8 sounds big, I think, if you hear that number. But on a normal desk, it really doesn't take up that much room. And you can kind of tuck it up up and away. Or like I said, you can turn it portrait style and just be long, like right along the edge of your desk and fit it into a spot that you don't typically use a lot. Yeah. And I found it extremely useful. I've, I've worked through maybe six six sheets of it just uh, at school and I'll usually uh, draw like a vertical line and mark off the right side of the page maybe about three inches of it and I usually do it landscape style but I'll mark off that three inches and that's where my to-do list for the day goes and I'll just add to that as I go yeah. So I have this to do list going where I can cross things out or whatever, and then the whole left side is just kind of a free form, free for all, like wherever I need to jot something down, I jot it down. Um, if there's a certain task that I need to make a list for, then I can box it off or circle it or kind of organize things as I go, and it reminds me a lot of sketch noting,
1: kind mm-hmm. of.
0: Yeah, I I've been using mine be really. A lot.
1: Yeah, I've been using mine a lot for similar things.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be really useful, like, as a sketchnoting pad, like, just because with the dot grid's great for it, and then you can just kind of improvise your organization, and and, and things end up making a lot more sense that way, rather than, uh, and I've been using a write notepads reporter for kind of the same stuff, Mm -hmm. but, um it's really easy for me to run through a whole page. And so this is just kind of a cool way to just have one sheet of paper for the day. It's like, that's today's sheet, you know? (laughs) And then at the end of the day, if everything's, you can transfer over whatever you want, tear it off, drop it in the recycling bin and move on, which is really handy. Um, The other one is the mastermind week planner. And uh, it is one week of a planner, a calendar whatever. It's uh, 11 inches by three inches. 18 sheets per pack and it comes with three packs and these are, these are just nine bucks. And so you can just put this on your desk and kind of map out your week from there, which, um, you know, I, being a teacher, I think the implications for me are like super obvious as far Mm -hmm. as lesson planning. Uh, but I think obviously anybody who's working has like a week that they're looking forward and they're trying to figure out like what needs to happen in the next five days before I get to the weekend. Um, But I am in a, you know, as a teacher, I'm in, I have a lot of control over my next five days where I don't have like anything I have to meet any sort of like bosses saying like this needs to be done today, take care of this. So I can, I can sit down and I can just map the week out and be like, okay, we need to do this, 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 let's see how we can do. And same thing. It's just glued at the top. You can tear it. You can just peel it off, throw it in the recycling bin at the end of the week. And I've been using that for the last two weeks And it's been super helpful. I love it. Like, I will definitely order more of those and have those just to, because lesson planning for teachers can be really simple and you can just be like, um, here's what I'm going to do and stick to it. But most of the time, you've got to kind of roll with it. And so it's good to have like a map and then you can change it as you go. And, Mm -hmm. um, anyways, just it's, it's, it's been really, really useful. And I think it's, it's just a, For some reason, can't remember right now, but I think it's just blank. It doesn't have any sort of grid or dot grid behind it. It's just blank, but it separates it into five sections, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then there's a little box at the bottom that says Saturday and Sunday.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Those are back-ordered right
0: now. I like those a lot. I
1: I think that, like, I wish that they had a little bit more space for the weekends, and I guess that doesn't necessarily Mm -hmm. make sense for, like, teachers or lesson planning, but that's the point that Tina Koyama always makes in the group is, like, when she sees those, she's like, people people schedule up their weekends, too.
0: Yeah, but, I, that makes sense to me. Yeah. But I, I do see it as something that stays on your desk at work. Like, you know, here's the things that are happening at work and the weekend. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to, I just don't seem to think about that as yeah. much in the same way. Like, I may jot down, like, major things that are happening over the weekend. Or maybe, I mean, maybe it could even be used to say, like, here are the work things I need to take care of this weekend. I, don't, hmm. I just seems to live in that realm. I don't really make it like a personal planner because I got other things for that. Yeah. But that's me. That's all I've got. I just want to talk about those because I think Baron Fig, they're they're a stationary, you know, whatever you call it. Uh Empire seems like a strong word, but <laughs> <laughs> they're just kind of spreading into everything they've got. Their, their reach is and, wide. Yeah, yeah and it's I but think. it's 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 wide and narrow at the same time they've got a lot yeah. within this this world and they're all i just can't just really a fanboy I yeah i can't, can't get away from it i just love it fan love man it fan man <laughs> fan man mr fan, fan man fan, i'm all fan man, man baby. boy. <laughs> fan man boy yeah um yeah that's me what about you johnny
3: so i don't have a lot but one is very cool um so, I was having a sort of crappy set of weeks, and I came home to a box from CW Pencils that wasn't an order. I had just gotten an order a day or two before. And when I opened it up, it was a wrapped box from our friend Lenore. So, I rant about wanting Blackwing MMX pencils a lot on this podcast, which probably annoys people. But she called up the pencil store, and Alex stamped MMX on a box of. The black black wing pencils so i have the only mmx pencils that exist that we know of Whoa. oh wait well they do the stamping so they they could probably confirm they're the only ones so i'm very happy about this and usually my children get all, a lot of my pencils but despite the fact that charlotte was macking on them i actually hid them I'm like no these are daddy's pencils <laughs> no no I'm like back up then the back new Blackwings came and then you know oh. she's looking at those and like look just step off <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah it's so, so cool
3: many thanks to lenora that was like super awesome i sat there in my living room like laughing by myself for a long time like this is the funniest damn thing in the world <laughs> like i really hope she's cool with me sharing this because it was so funny and then she said it was cool so yeah yeah <laughs> um and on the very other end of the spectrum the dollar spot at target has been freaking exploding with pencils lately i don't know if you guys go to target quite as often as i do which is quite often but, um, they have some you know those new dipped pencils and some with a very nice lacquer of the everydays of the days of the week, and they're in this really pretty
0: foil script. They're just oh, they're really pretty. So I go pretty often, but i i'm I've been convinced now with all the things that people have mentioned as being at the dollar bins, is that our target has just like a really really crappy dollar section like i never have this stuff oh i I have like
3: three or four targets to pick from too (laughs) (laughs) but um yeah if there's something you see that you online that you want let me know i'm sure i could probably find like five of them it'll cost five (laughs) bucks all right right. (laughs) and um my last fresh point is that you if you ever wonder if someone is doing their fingernails or my son's fingernails and they have a Q-tip with nail polish remover, and they lay it on top of some of your black wings, No, no. what will happen? The paint comes off? uh, It just ate through. It was like, oh, man. Wow. Say that again? What happened? Yeah. It just sort of like melted the pencil. It was gross.
0: Wait. No, wait. I I missed the first part. What did did you do? Oh,
3: it was, um, I didn't do it. Oh, it wasn't me. No. No. um, There was a Q-tip of fingernail polish remover. That someone in my household laid on top of some of my black wings. He's <sighs> very when you, upset. When you say it, it melted <laughs>
1: through, just the just the paint, right? Like not the blue. yeah. But it okay. wasn't
3: like a straight line. It was like a faded line. Uh, yeah. All of my neighbors learned a lot of new words that day. <laughs> yeah. If you if you get the typewriter bell ready, I could give you a preview later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henry. Yeah, that's my my black wing sandwich of a. Set of fresh points. (laughs) I
0: did. I did forget to mention that. There, it does remind me though that I did. I I stained my deck a couple weeks ago, and I used some deck stain to stain a a cedar point number one.
1: Oh, that's awesome!
0: Yeah, and my the stain uh, pretty well. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The stain we (laughs) used on our deck was a natural cedar stain. So it's like a cedar stain anyways. It just basically like intensified. So Hmm.
3: So does it still smell like cedar? The pencil? Does it still smell like the wood or does it
0: smell like stain? Uh, You still smell the wood. I didn't put a ton. I didn't do like level. I didn't layer it or anything. That's awesome. I didn't want to put it so much that it would like leave a nasty residue on my hands. Sweet. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Nice. Well, um, you know, Johnny has a uh, has a Blackwing sandwich. I'm actually going to talk real quick about uh, one of the other lesser known uh, pencils sandwiches. made by, by Palomino. I'm just going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. This is we're going to talk about sandwiches in this podcast. <laughs> Screw it. We're just going to talk about
2: sandwiches.
1: <laughs> um, so, where were you guys during the Great Golden Bear Run of 2017?
3: I was watching it, figuring, <laughs> no, that's not legit, just and also remembering that I don't like golden bears that much. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's a good thing They're you didn't, okay. good
1: thing I, you didn't I, drop uh, nail polish remover on a pack, or else that would have just eaten through the entire thing.
3: All right, well, Flea, we're going to have it out tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, as usual these days, I was like three days behind. I was like, <laughs> wait, what's going on? Golden bears? I'm like... <laughs> People are already like getting him in the mail. It's like, oh cool. Yeah. So so this was this was interesting.
1: Something happened. Um and so I guess backstory, um, Palomino sells golden bears and a few other things uh on Amazon through like Amazon sellers as well as on their e commerce platform, but um somehow and Nobody nobody who doesn't work at Blackwing, I'm sure, knows why, but uh they reduced the price of a gross of Blackwings to forty two cents <laughs> <laughs> plus plus like eight dollars shipping and handling. So that so in total, uh it what came a out, off. Yeah, yeah, you could buy a um 144 golden bears for uh, $9 <laughs> and uh, sure enough there were lots of people who took advantage of that for like the brief oh, time it was up and if you know, I
0: if I would have seen it I definitely would have tried Yeah, I use the, I give those to my students like every day like they love them and I just like dish them out i still got a good bit left from the last gross that I ordered <laughs> Yeah, I, I <laughs> and, got another
1: yeah I guess like what what are they 30 bucks full yeah, price like not that that's, much, that's not know. too bad for 12 dozen pencils um <laughs> and it was so uh at some point uh Nick Saysay from pencils.com jumped in the thread and was like was like, Wow guys, this this is amazing. You kinda like you know, cleaned us out and like we don't know what exactly happened, but they're priced back up to normal, but we're still gonna honor all of those of you like the the orders from those of you who who got it? So, he made a Way mention. Go. Yeah he he made a mention to like, hey, why don't you consider donating some of these pencils to classrooms in need? And yeah, yeah that was that was really good. And I think a bunch of people are doing it. But he posted, my address is nine one one. My Tim. students would love them. Yeah, no. just um, kidding. Yeah. No, that's they totally should. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty good. It was Nick posted a picture of like how how many orders kind of like. Went in for that And it was It was just interesting To see The impact That our group has Like you know Somebody just posted there And it just goes Goes viral pretty quickly So Berserk yeah. Sorry dot com, If Our group made you go broke I'm sure <laughs> Well
3: our group also Buys a lot of black wings That's true That's so. true
1: And that's like Lots of markups So mm. Yeah So mm. it, It's cool It was fun I, I missed out <laughs> on it Because I was on California time And didn't see that Um But uh, I also probably should talk about an announcement we kind of made this weekend. Um, We're accepting submissions for Plumbago Issue 3, which is going to be released sometime, um, I'm thinking late December, early January. And it is a fiction-emote poetry issue. So if you are a writer uh, of any kind, consider writing some, or if you have it already, um, some pencil or stationery-themed fiction or poetry. Uh, It doesn't have to be like, you know, fully on that theme, I would just be good if it like played in there somehow. Um, yeah, we have uh, we have a couple ideas that came through the uh, came through email already, so it's starting off strong. Um, Sweet, Tim. Tim, do you have an idea for us, or is that is that something I should talk to you about later?
0: No, I was just I, I'm I had an idea for a short story, which I don't have to get into the oh, awesome. subject matter because it's not really like stationary related but it's like in the way that these uh story itself will be full of stationary porn basically nice i was wondering if that's a direction you can go
1: oh yeah stationary porn is always a direction (laughs) it is a
0: a story that's like involves a lot of like hands-on stationary stuff where it's not like the point of the story but it's just like as you read you're gonna be like oh yeah oh yeah yeah that's the thing i was thinking of awesome
1: so
3: what's the uh language reading
1: I don't know. I don't know how to typewriter bell out a, a a written word, Johnny. No. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I
3: have a I have an entire notebook of um R rated plus limericks about <laughs> pencils and notebooks. <laughs> R rated plus. I I think that we can uh, make this a um
1: PG thirteen slash R rated uh zine. Some of them are illustrated. <laughs> oh boy. In oh, color. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I think uh, what what runs with Wopex, Johnny?
3: Oh, a whole lot of orange. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you think you think I'm kidding? I'll send you a picture of the notebook. It's a large moleskin. It's big. No, I'd be,
0: <laughs> I'd definitely be down for that. That would be amazing. Um, uh, speaking of moleskin, did you see that they're at a uh, Sam's Club now?
3: No, no, yeah, they were last year. The the cayes. Um,
0: no, it's like the big ones now.
3: No sh. I mean, no crap. <laughs> I do not have a Sam's Club membership. <laughs> if
1: you're interested in submitting, um, I actually just registered a domain for $4. Uh, go to plumbago.xyz and uh, drop me oh, so an email with uh, with your idea and we'll talk about it. Um, I wanted to mention... Um, oh, yeah. So a couple weeks ago, um, I went to Denver. Katie and I both went. And uh, there's a conference there that uh, every year... Me and Michael Metz, who is another Pencil fan and member of the group, we co- co-present co a workshop. It's about interface writing for software. And while we were in Denver, we met up with Julie Fan of Episode 80 fame. Do you remember Julie, who was our field reporter mm. in the Staples?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she was great. Um, met her and her boyfriend, and we went out to, to dinner and had a kind of impromptu Pencil swap. Um, I do have to mention that... Uh, Julie thinks that I'm like a pencil imposter because I thought we were just having dinner and having like a light gift exchange. So I did not bring my giant bag of pencils to (laughs) rifle through and trade. Uh, Julie came prepared with like a curated dozen and uh, Michael had his like giant uh, like pencil bag full of, of pencil
0: of his pencils. So, you're a fake like, pencil user Andy.
1: <laughs> I'm A fake pencil geek cuz she mentioned in the chat.
2: <laughs> uh, but no.
1: <laughs> it was fun. So, uh we we had a good a good dinner and we chatted about pencils. Um she had some markers that I played with. They were cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yay, Julie, um and it looks like in the chat uh Tim if you're interested she's going to Tennessee. So, if she's anywhere around you should. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. let me know. I get to see uh, John from the group is going to be here in a couple weeks, Uh, John Pattinson. Oh, nice. So we're going to get together. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it was actually funny. Uh, I had a friend of mine, he's coming to speak at the college I went to, actually, and uh, uh, he asked someone at the college, he's like, hey, do you by chance know (laughs) Tim Wassum? Yeah. And actually, the person's like, "Yeah, I talked to him yesterday. So, yeah, so to meet up and have a beer. So I'm really excited about that. It'll be my first Tennessee pencil meetup. It's going to be that one. So, yeah.
1: Um, last but not least, um, yeah, that the thing we mentioned before the Pollux trick. I don't so think we did. I cannot remember if I we mentioned this in the last podcast and if we did. Okay. Um, so it was when I was at the stationary. Um, or the San Francisco pen show. And at my little pencil table, uh, Micah Thomas, who is in the group, she's super cool. Um, She came over. We were sitting there. I had my Pollux with me that we could all try out. And I was mentioning how I've always found it to be a little finicky. And I think that's something we've all discussed before. Um, And Micah said what she does is she will, um, you know, sharpen a little bit, like give it a couple turns and then take it out and then put it back in and do a couple more turns and take it out and just kind of do it in phases. And for some reason, it seems to work better. So I tried it. I took my time. I just, like, you know, took the pencil out and blew it off and put it back in. And it was it was great. Uh, it worked really well. And so, Tim, you said that you tried it and it worked well for you, too.
0: Yeah, it works really well most of the time. There are certain pencils like a—I forget the name of them already, but those—the golden—what were they called? Golden Sword or whatever. High-class Golden Sword? I, yeah, those ones. <laughs> like, really soft. Yeah. Really soft pencils like that. It just—the— it just falls apart. Like the graphite falls apart, but, uh, with black wings and, uh, these, the Mitsubishi I was talking about, like it works great. Yeah. So, but with real soft pencils, it just, it still just falls apart, which maybe would happen anyways. I don't know. Yeah.
1: So that's cool. That was, uh, a good trick. If you have a Pollux and it's kind of finicky for you, I was comparing it to, um, like driving like a Ferrari or something like that, even though I've never (laughs) driven a Ferrari. Um, they're like, Really nice and really expensive but super finicky. Like I probably would just crash it if I tried.
0: Yeah. That would
1: Johnny, hey, would you like to read us a poem? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys are not in the uh live chat, uh you're missing out on some R rated <laughs> pencil poetry.
3: <laughs> that but that some was an R oh, okay, yeah, I guess the drug reference is R rated. <laughs> well I live Split. in California where it's semi legal, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one says spliff on the East Coast either. We say we say hella doobie over here. Hella doobie? No, we don't. <laughs> we just you get punched in call it Baltimore if you call it that. Shooby <laughs> <laughs> dooby. See In Baltimore, we call it smoking that sh- s***. <laughs> <All> Sorry.
2: <right. laughs> peace that one out. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Johnny, you are in a mood today.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> no, all right. Um... Yeah. All right, so that's it for Fresh Points for me. Uh, should, <laughs> should we jump into the main topic? You can watch your mouth, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into our main topic, which is uh, pretty simply, we're going to discuss um, the new Baron Fig, the new um, Blackwing, and the new time novel, the Field Notes time novel. So let's let's start off with that one. Um, they introduced this last week, last Tuesday, maybe? Monday? Tuesday? One of those days. Um, one of the days. One, yeah. one of the days. I don't understand <laughs> days anymore. And, um, yeah, it's it's really nice. It is um, about a paperback novel size, and it is a tribute to the uh, the Beatle, B-E-A-D-L-E, dime novel um, from, like, the late 1800s. Um, and it's just kind of like the original sort of, like, lowbrow, pulp fiction... Uh, paperback that kind of kind of started that off, so um it 's a brand new size it is i 'm trying to look for the the dimensions here yeah they 're four and a quarter by six and a half it 's right between the memo book and the like notebook sizes of French of um excuse me of field notes so um yeah johnny you you have one of these you 've been using them for a while what do you think of this thing
3: so I like these books a lot um... So, they're, the way the pages work, there are three signatures, and then they're glued to the cover. So, I was sort of suspicious regarding the um, durability. So, um, I've been sort of, you know, trying to bust the crap out of them, and they're not coming apart. So, that's good. Yeah. And um, I, I like the size a lot. I like the design a lot. The design's gorgeous. And the paper is very nice. I That paper is, is really
1: interesting, because i don't know it's it's like really thick um i don't know it's i'm trying to, didn't try to describe it like it's really thick and plush and they say it's like the like the thickest they've made yet but for me it's like almost a little too thick like it is toothy enough to take pencil Um. mike hagan says it's a little bit smudgy which i tend to agree
2: with
3: yeah
1: definitely. Um, but i yeah i i the paper just seems a little bit too thick for like what I would expect out of it. And maybe it's because I'm expecting like, like kind of a cheap, like, um, like pulp kind of a thing, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: is it, how does it compare to, uh, like write notepads paper in their notebooks? I um, theirs is fairly. It's, it's, thick. Not as
3: sm- it's not as smooth as write notepads and, um, it's not ivory, but it's not white. It's not very bright. Yeah. If that makes any sense. It's yeah. like halfway between white and like moleskin paper.
1: What do you guys think about how they're blank pages, but they're like sequential, like they're numbered pages? I like that very much.
0: Yeah, that, that looks really awesome to me. I, yeah, I'm excited about that.
1: Um, Anna Anna Reiner from the Well Pointed Desk, friend of the show, um, has like uh, lined paper inserts that you can download through her blog, and she actually made a special one for the dime novel edition. So uh, oh, if you awesome. want, if you want like a like a line guide to put behind it. Um, If you go to, well, we'll have a link in the show notes, but if you go to her website uh, and click on, um, I think it's probably called like ruling guides. I should actually, yeah, guide sheets um, at the top navigation and then just kind of navigate over at the very bottom to the field notes, dime novel size. You can download those and print them. Um, However, I have found, um, I have a bunch of sticky notes that are four by six. And they have lines on them, and if you just stick one of those behind this, it works perfectly. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. good cool. Yeah, those are some so, of my favorite field uh,
3: post-it note sizes, so works great. I, I'm finding that um, I can use a lot of pencils on this paper that I have trouble using on regular field notes because the paper's very smooth. Like the WOPEX, looks like a normal pencil on this paper. Yeah. Um, black wings, like Hagen's, Mr. Hagen's, right? They're like a mess. But um, what do you find works really well on, like the standard? I guess now it's sixty-pound field notes paper. Um,
1: I usually use just like a, like to me, a two B pencil works pretty well on that. Like it's not, it's not as nice and toothy as like you know, Baron Fig paper, standard paper is, but it works just mm-hmm. fine for me.
0: Yeah, I've been going I harder. A- I think like yeah. with field notes paper yeah. typically, I've been. Uh, it's like the longer we've done this, it's it's kind of interesting. Like when we started this podcast to begin, like I was discovering the two B kind of pocket, and then Johnny, you would say things about like the B Castell nine thousands and things like that, and I'd be like, oh, it's I can't do it. It's too scratchy or whatever. But for some reason, over like the last two years, I've gotten like harder and harder with my my preferences. I still love the like the six hundred two two B ish kind of feel, but with Field notes. I like to carry like a mono F or something that just holds a point forever. And just there's something really satisfying about that. I don't know.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: How about you, Jenny? Yeah. I like when they mix up the paper like this mm-hmm. so that, you know, as soon as I picked it up, I tried a black wing and I was like, oh, I'm going to hit my, you know, harder pencil spectrum for this notebook. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. I'm just, I'm just really, I think my very favorite thing about it is the size. Like, I, I do like the cover and sort of, like, the intricacy of the, like, the letterpress. Um, my, the edition that I have opened so far is is one of the ones where the, like, imprint is slightly misaligned from the debossing. So it just kind Yeah, of the went, one I'm using is like that. Yeah. Um, and the, apparently there's quite a few like that. That's okay. But, like, it's, it's so exact. Good. It's so exact. Not good. Very bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, it's all, one, like, a little bit off that topic, like a little bit of a tangent, but yeah. one thing I have to say is that compared to the last few editions, I feel like Field Notes nailed the uh, the film like that goes with it. Oh, Did you yeah. watch the, the video that went wa- with oh, it? Oh,
1: man, I completely forgot about that video. Yes, I were watching. Oh, yeah, they,
0: like, they interviewed like the, the uh, quality? Librarian? Yeah, and they like, just like the quality of it just seemed to like go like way up from the, some of the last few have been a little, it seemed a little lazy or something. I don't know, but... Mm. Uh, but this one was. I right know the good. utility yeah, one. Interviewed this librarian awesome. about like the which one.
3: The utility the one, the utility was film funny. where
1: Brian just got things like, thrown at his head. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. 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 That was good, but the, this one just seems like I don't know. It's just like the professionalism or just like the level of I, this is just a really cool video, and they're in the archives. Which maybe I'm just biased because I worked in the archives at a. Library for like all through college, but I just love like the the way they handled it, the way they shot it, and the close-up shots of these uh, classic dime novels is really. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, yeah, and I love the the pressing the the printing on the the binding, the made in the USA. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That looks really cool. Good. Little little detail. Yeah,
1: a couple people got their um uh like the binding was just sort of like scratched, like the lettering was scratched off and it was underneath the plastic wrap. So you knew that it didn't happen during mailing. It happened during the production process at some point. So uh, hopefully field notes will be a peach and replace that. I'm sure they will, but yeah, I yeah. bet they will. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a big fan. Um, I love, love the size. Like that's just so good to me. Um, yeah. So uh, that is the field notes
3: uh, dime novel. Um, anything else we should mention with that? Oh, uh, the obvious thing. I was really hoping the subscriber extra was going to be some sort of dime novel. Oh yeah, I mean the yeah. pin is cool, but this like I don't know making a pencil about pencils, but you don't get the pencil. That's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that would be funny. Yeah, it's 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 also like I don't know. Yeah, it, it would have been good if there was some sort of like storytelling element to it. Or um, I I do love. The picture, like the the pressing of like the um, printing press in the front, like in the front cover. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really cool. gorgeous, intricate,
3: intricate thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think they really nailed this one. Yeah, big time. Yeah, even the uh, the number of pages is perfect. Yeah,
1: cool. Um, let's talk about the barren fig, unfinished. Um, do you? That is so clever that it's not unfinished
3: yeah (laughs) it's just (laughs) unfinished like oh this is awesome
1: so this is another sort of more experimental one um kind of along the lines of the askew um where all of the pages in this like all the spreads in this have a um like light non-photocopy blue uh unfinished illustrations so one has like the wheel of a ferris wheel without the stand one of them has um like a horse with no head There's lots and lots and lots of other ones in there. Some pages have two. Yeah, some pages have two. They're kind of placed randomly throughout the page. Um, And the purpose, the point is to sort of just go through and doodle and kind of fill it in. Um, It's, Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. It's not something that's in my particular wheelhouse. Like, I don't have a lot of, like, use case for something like this, but I'm willing to give it a try. Um, Mm -hmm. And I don't want to, like, you know, name drop here. Um, But the the designer who they worked with Koi Vin, um <laughs> who collaborated with them on it is a coworker of mine he works at adobe um we've had a a couple show off yeah we've met a couple no, times <laughs>
2: he <laughs> he has a,
1: he has a fun blog called subtraction.com which is about like design and tech um we we both geek out over like vintage apple well vintage like old apple computers like apple newtons if you remember those they're mm-hmm. like just weird and fun and, uh, yeah, he i completely caught me by surprise. I had no idea that he did this until I got the announcement from Baron Fig, and I was like, oh, my God, Koi Vin. So, <laughs> yeah, I showed this around the office today, and everybody thought it was really cool. So um, what's neat is that there's, it's kind of a two-way collaboration. Uh, Joey is going to be on a panel during Adobe Max, which is like the big Adobe design conference um, next month. He, he's going to be on a panel about design entrepreneurs that Koi is moderating. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I, this uh, super interesting yeah. fact for you, but the color of this notebook is the exact color of the hallway right behind me right oh, now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so that was fun. But uh, <laughs> I <laughs> I think... I like this a lot in like kind of the same way that I liked the uh, Askew, which at first glance is like pretty... I, I say this... I'm being, I I, I can't think of a better, like, more careful word, but, like,
3: um, I'm not going to say it. Never mind. It's all right.
0: (laughs) But it's, like, at first glance, it seems useless. Yeah. Where you're, like, oh, gosh, this seems like more work to use than to not use. But for the type of people that are shopping with Baron Fig or that are, like, regular customers of Baron Fig, I mean, if you have this notebook in your hands, if you're subscribing to their confidants, then you are open to whatever, right? You have to, like, be open to it. So for me, like, I think it takes on a meaning or it takes on a use case, like, for you if you're open to finding one, you know? Like, if you're open to finding one, then you'll find one. And for me, I'm at a point in my life with writing where I'm, Yeah, I told you I was, like, working on some short stories, but my time that I have available, like, on a day-to-day basis, kind of, like, I'll get, like, long periods of time here and there is pretty short. And one thing that I love about this is that on days when i am just wall-to-wall with kids or with uh school stuff or you know whatever it is that if i set aside 10 minutes in a day i can pick this thing up open it up see the image and just like do a character sketch or just do like a scene sketch or a setting like describing a setting or i can write or like I'm talking prose, like right around it, and just kind of create something that just springs out of that that I wasn't planning on writing, and it's a really cool way for me to kind of get out of the craziness that's going on right now, and dive into a little writing prompt, you know. And I think that's really cool, and I think that's how I'll I'll use it. I'll probably uh, what I'll probably do with this for me is I'll take it to work and I'll put it on my desk at work, and then when I have those moments where. I'm on my planning period or the kids are reading something and I've got like 10 minutes that I can spare and I'm just like feeling the that like creative urge to just sit down and do something. I can pick this up, open up to a page and say, you know, like, okay, there's the picture of half of a bell. Hmm. <laughs> what can I do with this? And just take it anywhere I can go with it, which would be, a, who knows, or a, I see a, a birdcage or um, half a fish. I don't yeah. know. So <laughs> I, I just I'm excited to take it take it in that direction just kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. So That's a good idea. I I love it. So like little like vignettes or character sketches or things and I think it's really cool and the color's beautiful on the front. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know a lot of designers who use Baron Fig products. Like I, like, I still don't see as many designers carrying Baron Fig confidants as much as I see like Moleskine or something similar to that. But, but like I would say I probably see more designers carrying them than the writers. And a lot of times they will doodle or you know do something visual while they're listening or while they're trying to like think about something. Um just because I think that unlike me, uh they think a lot more visually. Um, I think I tend to think in words a lot more. So um if I'm doodling I'm probably just like writing like words and sentences and like something else. Uh so yeah I think that this is perfect for that kind of use case. And I'm definitely going to give it a try. One thing that I think is kind of weird, though, is um, so that blue inside is supposed to be non-photocopy blue, uh, sort of like a marking pencil. And ah. so if you're if you're doodling around that picture and then you photocopy it, the picture doesn't show up. I like the illustration, not, not the part that you did, but the part that was already in there. So that's kind of weird.
0: It's fine with me. I mean- yeah. <laughs> I, I photocopy things like once a year, yeah. so I'm not, <laughs> not yeah. really. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I, but that that makes me even like real. That makes me think like you saying that like helps me by what I was talking about earlier. Now I'm like, I should just write right over the image. I was imagining writing yeah. around it, but I had forgotten about that. That you can just kind of write through it. And if you ever did need to scan it or do something like, or I guess scan wouldn't be the same, right? But uh, yeah, I see what you mean though. But yeah, yeah it's like. Yeah, photocopying is. It almost feels funny that they would have pointed that out about photocopying. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not that common for people to photocopy out of a notebook or something. But
1: Coy's old. He probably he probably still photocopies. I don't know. (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't listen to this, so I feel confident in saying that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Anything else we should mention before we move on to the, the big topic.
3: I feel like we just need to so. underscore how perfect that color is. Yeah,
1: I do love the the color, and I love I love the little inscription at the bottom of the front.
3: Have fun, have fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, that's yeah. fantastic. It, that's really This funny. thing is exactly the color of uh, Thomas the Train. I wish all of my notebooks <laughs> so had. My Henry kind fun of lost it.
0: Yeah, and printed at the bottom. Yeah. Um,
1: cool. All right, yeah. guys. No, sorry. Go ahead,
0: on, Tim. One more thing. One thing we haven't talked about, though, I yeah. have to bring this up, is the Baron Fig Planner.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sitting here I'm looking at it. The Baron Fig Planner.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, while we're on Baron Fig, we should stop and talk about this for just for a second. Sure. But, um, have you all used the previous planners?
3: Um. So, Frankie had one in 2016, but I did mm-hmm. not. But it okay. held up really well. And she, like, beats the hell out of her planners. Yeah. So, but, um, it stopped staying closed after like three days. So I don't know if that'll be different this time. Well, how would that be different than the Confidant? Because
0: I've never had that happen with the Confidant.
3: Yeah, I've never had that happen either. So I don't know what it was. I built like a, um, an elastic strap for it and would put that on there and it still would stay open. So this year she bought a Shinola, which is an oddly formatted little piece of crap. (laughs) <laughs> they cost too much money. Take that, so Detroit. We, you should go back to Bear and Fish. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> funny. We went. We um, walked into the the uh,
0: Shinola store in Boston, and I walked right back out. I'm like, no, no. I'm pretty pumped up about this one. I mean, I'm not a a big planner user, and I, I feel bad that I'm like blanking on this right now. But we were we got some from who was that that sent us the the pack of things? And there was the planner. The last one we got,
1: um, Andy Tallerico, huh? planner. Andy from Baron
0: and Fig? No, 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 before Baron, not, not Baron Fig. The one that came with all those, like, funky erasers and stuff. What was that? Oh, oh K- K- uh, Kickerland from Kickerland. Uh, Laura yeah, Kellner. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. Duh. So I've been using their planner for the last, you know, since we had that. I mean, I'm still using it. I have it at school, and I use it for stuff. And I like that a lot. But there's something about the Baron Fig planner, which, <laughs> uh, which we're going to get into the subject of the color gray pretty soon, I'm guessing. But I love... <laughs> <laughs> the uh, all gray, like the two tone gray of the cover, it's almost like the cover, color of the uh, the confidant. Uh, what do they call that? The the maker confidant or whatever yeah. with the light gray pad. But even when you get into the the uh, daily uh, pages, uh, it is just I can't imagine a year long planner that is simpler than this one. And I mean that in like the best way possible. Um, they don't try to do anything fancy. They don't try to include anything that's just like a flourish or whatever. It's just you have two page spread Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You know? Yeah. It's just I th- I think it'll be really useful. It's super for me, reductive. Which. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They don't try to like include some sort of like note taking section. Like when I when I have a planner, I have enough notebooks around. Like I have pocket notebooks and I have uh you know, I'm carrying around like a little moleskin, like hardback notebook. And then a, I probably have a bigger notebook that I'll do jotting down notes in. Like when I have a planner, I want it to just be a planner. Yeah. <laughs> I guess this is the point I'm making. So I like that it's just days of the week, move on. You know, there's the month. So I, whenever we get a planner sent to us, it's always like really exciting because I'm ready to use it and try to be a little more organized than I am ever before in my life, which is – Never really organized, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it also kind of sucks because you're like, No, I have to wait till January to start using this. But come January, I will definitely start using this Baron Fig. Yeah, So seriously, I sound like they're like it's when I talk about Baron Fig, it sounds like they're paying me money under the table or something to to, to like gush over them, but they're they're not. We should disclose yeah, that they but, have
1: a very generous like what do you say, like, blogger outreach program, and we all, oh, get, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We all get copies of what it, whatever it is they're about to sell, which has, so far, been a lot of stuff. Like, I get a lot of packages. It's, yeah, exciting.
0: a lot, and it's so generous, and their stuff has been so good. I just, like, love it. It right. makes you so happy. When I get a, a package in the mail from them, it just, like, lights me up at the end of the school day. I'll come home, like, you know, worn down from having, like, freshman barely paying attention to me on a bad day or something. I'm like, oh gosh. And then I walk home and I find yeah. find this and then I get yeah. excited. So I just I wanted to bring that up because we hadn't talked about it. We got it like right before the last episode and we didn't have time to talk about it last time. And yeah, that's a good point. Um, they really uh, they're just doing good work all over the place. So way to go Baron Fig.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Also
0: the, it has the perfect amount of note pages in it.
3: I always find like the moleskins have like three. I'm like, I take more than three in a year. Yeah, there's a ton. So We're in the dot grid there. pages
0: in the back you're talking about. Yeah. And there's like 20, right? I mean, it's... I think more at than least, that, it's, at it's least. like a
3: third full of no pages. It's
0: awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah.
3: Hmm. So uh, the the Blackwing's not divisive, right?
0: <laughs> All right, so good night, everybody. It's been
3: good talking to you. <laughs> Johnny, right. can you Nothing tell us what about. you
1: think is the ugliest part of this Blackwing?
3: <laughs> the ugliest part of this Blackwing <laughs> is the theme that I don't give a crap about. <laughs>
1: But okay. so back, I like the rest of it. Quick context I think that probably everybody listening is by now, I would think, maybe aware of what the Blackwing is. But uh, it is volume one, and that's like a pretty big number, pretty big like number to use in a Blackwing. And so we were all like, Oh, the Pacific Coast Highway, like Highway One in California, or maybe it's like Mile Marker One in the Florida Keys, which is where Hemingway lives, or. Or something else? Like, what could it be? Maybe it stands to the first century of Kelsey. Cedar being around? No, it is a <laughs> an album from a legendary country music raconteur Guy Clark, who I I have to admit um, I don't I don't know who he is. I'm not like a huge, huge like country music buff, um, but I had maybe heard his name, but he never struck me like struck me as being super like influential. And I wonder if he's more like, and this is, I know nothing, so please don't send me email about this. (laughs) Um, I don't know if he's like influential to people who are influential in country music. Um, And that might very well be the case, but I just like, just that didn't connect with me a lot. So yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty like in the last six or seven years, I've gotten fairly plugged into like the country music scene as far as like the real country, not like the commercial stuff, but like gotten like pretty familiar with it. Yeah. Um, and Guy Clark was like not even, not on my radar. Huh. Yeah. You know, which is like kind of interesting. So this was like, oh, I guess this is somebody I should look into. But at the same time it's like musical references before. What do we have? Like Bob Dylan? It's uh, so like jumping from Bob Dylan to Guy Clark. was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, like you've got a limited number of editions of this and to reference guy clark was kind of a little out of left field i might have liked to see a uh, i don't know like a hank williams edition or something somebody who is or a johnny cash or i don't know i don't know but so guy clark was a little random to me i mean i appreciate that they were going for something a little out of the norm
1: It, it seems like a taylor swift edition would have been perfect (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah yeah exactly and it Who? comes uh as, instead of the box it's it's delivered to you in a like gear box that like she was apparently carried out of her yeah. house in Do you see that yeah
1: i think i think so yeah uh mm-hmm. so um all right so should does somebody want to take a stab at describing this or should i just the, the i
3: love this pencil
1: so yeah, see, you hate it so, so, don't so, so don't you do it. Let's gi- let's give it a good I'll, I'll I'll give it a very objective description. Uh it is it is a round pencil. Uh it is the first round blackwing. Uh it is it has something they're calling what are they calling it a gray wash? Is that what they say? Yep. Um basically it is a like thin lacquer of paint that's very like satiny and matte um except it's slightly translucent so you can see the wood grain underneath it. Silver ferrule has a silver um, imprint and it has like a dark blue eraser. That's kind of like denim colored. And it's a little bit like, it's like a dusty dark blue and then it has a pearl core in it. So uh, I, I, we said this in the group and there was quite, quite a, like a chat thread that, that like sprung up after it. It to me looks like the color of like taupe old lady orthopedic shoes. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah
1: like my grandmother had shoes that were so exactly is there, color.
0: i'm i'm like i guess i'd miss this but what is the uh significance of the coloring
1: i the only thing like in my head i have this like image of like whitewashed picket fences that feels kind of like southern but that's also i don't
3: Living but they didn't, so
0: they didn't say anything? Like they didn't say anything about the color. I don't think choice.
3: Johnny, do you do you have any insight there? Um I I know that the the eraser is a reference to some sort of shirt, but I have no idea why they made it gray aside from the fact that it's beautiful. In Johnny's review
0: There, I said it.
1: Which Johnny's review was the uh was the first review of this thing on the internet, even before pencils.com officially announced it. Um, i horrible re- I'll just <laughs> reference this J- Johnny's review said it kind of reminded him of a flannel shirt and I totally agree
3: yeah it's it's a super cuddly and autumnal pencil
0: yeah um, I'm a, yeah I mean I'm excited about it I don't I, I our house has painted like six different shades of gray throughout it like that's <laughs> I like the color gray and I was ex- excited about it I've also this kind of like throws back to earlier episodes where I, I just Really love uh, round pencils as well. This mm-hmm. goes back to like when I I used to talk about uh, Ticonderoga laddies all the time.
3: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah.
0: I like a good round pencil, and they're not—they're actually kind of rare now, which is weird. Um, as far as uh, new ones or
3: so modern, you get one round less
0: pencil, round pencil per flat Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it, but and the only one I actually haven't dived into is somehow I haven't gone for the uh, uh, Palomino. He makes those round pencils. I haven't gotten which, yeah, I think you get ten instead oh, of a the dozen. Ones? Yeah, haven't tried those, but I yeah. love a, I love a good round pencil. I mean, I used to talk about it. I used to say that you know, as far as rotating the pencil to keep the point, it just gave you like a longer amount of time, like because you could rotate less each time instead of.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I like it, and I'll definitely. Prob, uh, you know, I'll order some. I didn't. I'm. I'm not a subscriber at this point, and I feel good about that because yeah. there. There have been times where I'm like, I don't need another dozen pencils right now. <laughs> I don't need another twenty five dollars <laughs> worth of pencils right now. Um. So, okay. so I. I. But this is one that I. I probably will. Will order. Will order a set up, But. Uh, but I dig yeah. a lot of things about it. Color scheme is. One I,
1: I do have to say so. So Johnny and I disagree on the aesthetics. Like I think it's ugly, um, but I totally think <laughs> you that, said that really fast to gloss yeah. over it. <laughs> I really think it's ugly, but, <laughs> but Johnny, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't <laughs> want Johnny to mail me a like a dead squirrel or something. <laughs> or I guess it's Baltimore, just like a like a like a finger.
2: would like
3: <laughs> <No. laughs> be like a whole person. <laughs> yeah,
1: I got um, a big package in the mail today for Johnny. I, but I, I love the way it feels. I love like it's like I love the roundness. I really think that that like gray wash feels really great. It it kind of feels yeah. like a, a little bit like it reminds me of the Atoya pencils how they feel, like those roundy Atoya pencils. Mm. Um Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's yeah, it it feels really great. Um and then I I've, I've been hearing a lot of people talk about how you know, there there seems to be like a slight difference between the graphite that's in this and like the graphite that's in the pearl. And um, I wonder if, if part of it is like the way that you are feeling that graphite as it goes onto paper is going to be different because you have you're feeling it through a round pencil rather than through a hex pencil. And I wonder if that makes sense. I would
0: different. guess that's the case. I mean, I would not doubt that. Yeah. Yeah,
3: hmm.
1: yeah. I I have heard some like, and yeah. I I think Johnny has this point that there's maybe some performance issues too. What do you mean? Oh, the um, with oh, the
3: pearl core, or compared compared to the pearl core? Um, so Mr. Hagen thinks that it's different. So, yeah. my pearls are all like from when they first came out, and I can't really tell if they're different. Okay, yeah, but yeah. it, I think it's exactly the same as the one in the seven twenty five. I think. Yeah, I feel it just feels like a Blackwing mmx that smears more. Yeah, it's less smooth, but mm. I mean, it's growing on me. Yeah,
0: like a wart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like a wart. Like a big, ugly wart on your hand, right? <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, so did you guys watch the video? Yeah, so,
1: um, yeah, that video, the video was interesting. It was, um, you know, it had footage from before he died. He died last year. Yeah. Uh, from an upcoming documentary about him. Um, and... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I guess it gave me some good insight as to why the pencil was around and that it had that, that quote by him about how some things, things are, sometimes things aren't straight. They're just kind of round. Um, I should actually rewind and, and look at the actual, um, quote here, which says he's a, a sleepy John who waits till he knows what he knows. Then he'll tell you straight or slightly bent. If it fits, some things are slightly round. Which mm-hmm. um, is in the liner notes from Old Number One, which which is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I have I have no idea if this has any bearing to to the decision to make it. Th- excuse me, that that color, but that cigar or cigarette or whatever that is that he's holding <laughs> in the video is kind of the same color. The spring
0: roll that he's smoking <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> whatever it is that he's smoking, I don't know what's in there. tiny little spring um, roll that
0: he's smoking. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Um, so who knows if that has anything to do with it, but I think that's a really kind of like interesting, you know, quote. I don't know if it was, they decided to make a round one and they sort of like backwards engineered it to fit with I that. Kinda quote. So I kind of doubt it. I kind of feel like it. they, I think so.
3: they mentioned somewhere. Good. Yeah. Okay. They mentioned somewhere that he liked round pencils. Okay.
0: Okay. Well,
3: yeah. But they could have maybe put that in the video. <laughs> well, or again, so the see video and playing some music, yeah.
0: With the video again, like the video was uh, not taken by Blackwing, right? Like the video was done for a documentary. Like we uh, we mentioned that, so I guess they just were working with what they had. They might not have given them the entire movie yeah. to pick from or whatever, but um, yeah, it could be very well that the Blackwing emailed them and asked for two minutes, and that's what they got. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. And who, yeah, who knows? So. Um, and I, I'm guessing, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that I bet, like, they were given what they were given and they're like, okay, let's use this and let's make something out of it and they must have had some connection to him. Maybe somebody loved his music or, you know, with their, their label, their their music label they made with the Willie T. Taylor album, maybe, like, he has some sort of connection he, they found out about it. I don't know. But I, but I think that the I would like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that the design of this pencil was based on that clip. And just like Andy said, like his cigar, because you can see through it and you can see the bits of tobacco inside. And like tobacco, the fact they did the yes. gray. Tobacco. Yeah, tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> um, was visible. So that's why they did the like slightly translucent. Yeah. Finish or whatever. Yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it, it was. It, it provided like it was a weird video. It wasn't as weird, in my opinion, as the two o five video. <laughs> um, but it, I guess it, it gave some good
0: context.
3: Well, they I made it that one. Yeah,
0: wasn't as wasn't as weird as the two o five either. But yeah. that's true. That is true. Um,
3: yeah. hey, I don't know. These I, pencils are not even in the same ballpark. I I just I'll I don't bite you. How, I don't know how to feel about them
1: because <laughs> like I do love the way it feels. Why can't, Why couldn't we just have had a natural pe- natural round pencil?
0: Because that's going to be the uh, Ooh, standard edition yeah. they incorporate. Yeah. The round, <laughs> natural, natural, round, extra firm extra core, firm.
3: silver ferrule, pink eraser. Yeah.
0: Boom. Yeah. And then the world explodes because that's like the perfect pencil. Yeah. So.
3: <laughs> and all of the rest of my pencils are on eBay. And then I buy a second car.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay guys I, I was thinking maybe we could do a little like lightning round with like the senior superlatives of these these editions. um anything okay. we should finish up talking about with this this volume before we do that i don't think so I think we, think so
3: one one thing i would mention is that that um there have only been three blackwing volumes in the autumn and each one has been super autumnal and like do mm, you want to remind perfect. us what the other ones are so, the 211, which was natural and is a, a lot of folks' favorite. And then last year Never was heard the Dorothea Lang. <laughs> last year was uh, the 344, which was burgundy and red with the uh, 6 or 2 core. That one was super awesome. Yeah. These are also the only two that I've ever bought more than my subscription from or <laughs> of. So yeah. I've, I think if you divorce it from the theme um, and just look at it as a seasonal pencil, it's so nice. So perfect. Yeah. I agree. Or at least beautiful. If not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell was that? Johnny's gonna cut me.
1: I was just gagging. It's no big deal.
3: <laughs> so you're, like one your you're gonna cats? gag when I'm done with you <laughs> California boy. <laughs> you come down here to Baltimore talking like ask see what happens. <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> lightning round, guys. Um, All right, I'm going to ask you some questions, and you have to answer as quickly as you can. Don't give, um, d- don't give your reasoning. So, uh, eighteen we- twelve. Yes. <laughs> uh, so out of these three, and Russia. I, I, Russia. I, I wish, I wish that we had the right notepads to like, just even it out, and make a nice fourth one. But yeah, you missed your right. chance, Roth. Sorry about that. Uh no. Uh so <laughs> Tim, best theme.
0: Uh I'll go with the Baron Fig unfinish.
1: Johnny. Dime novel. I'm gonna say dime novel too. Um all right, best execution of that theme, Tim. Dime novel. Johnny? Dime novel. And Dime novel. Yeah. Alright, uh most functional, Tim.
0: Um, I'm gonna go back to Unfinish, <laughs> just to be weird. Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: it's all right, Johnny. Yeah. Uh, Ty, dime novel, and Blackwing one. Um,
1: I'm gonna actually go with Blackwing one because love that. that well, I'm not gonna give a reason why. Um, best <laughs> best aesthetics, Tim.
0: Blackwing, or uh, sorry, no, Can I take that back. Uh, Baron Fig, Unfinish. That's my J- favorite, yeah. Johnny. Uh, Blackwing one,
1: and I'm gonna go with uh the Baron Fig.
0: Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. yeah. All right. Nice.
1: Um, I had a note in here, um, just because I was like, so me and Toffer and Mike Hagen have this sort of like a like a running conversation on on iMessage just for the hell of it, because um, both of them like to talk and I like to talk, um, and we were just talking mm-hmm. about the differences between like like the different companies and how they treat the themes of the editions. And I think this is something we've mm-hmm. talked about here before too, but. Um, this can probably be a short discussion if we wanted to get into it, but, um, I feel like, I feel like Baron Fig is sort of like on a, like on a continuum, Baron Fig is like the most abstract themed. Um,
0: they're, they're abstract, but they're also at the same time, they're like kind of conservative with it. Yeah. They don't, they don't stuff it down your throat. Like they'll, they'll have kind of a weird theme. But they won't make it uh, like like That's a good for point. instance the unfinished could have been those images could have been much more they like, could have been bigger and like yeah more to deal with but they just they're kind of minor I mean they're like the size of a silver dollar just like right in the middle of your page, as, as opposed to half the page that you could fill in or whatever
1: yeah so so Baron Fig has that very like loose theme um you know Field yeah, Notes like Field Notes has um. Field Notes always has a theme, but it's, like, more tied to the actual execution of the product. Like, you know, this is this is dime novel themed, so they're going to make their books look like a dime novel. Or this is reporter themed, so they're going to make reporter's notebooks. Like, they they always seemed a little... And I guess that's not always the truth because, like, Black Ice is just, like, a weird name. And those books look nothing like Black Ice. But <laughs> I don't know.
3: Maybe they're just better at, like, so, executing their theme. Yeah, I feel like they mm-hmm. they take an inspiration and then... You know, like, black ice, and then they just, like, jump away from that right into the aesthetics of the notebook. Yeah, like, snow blind. Whoa, 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 check it out, it's wintry.
0: Yeah. That might be because uh, Field Notes has the most resources at hand to do, like, something crazy. And it's, e- it's I mean...
1: easier, like, you can you can manipulate all the different features of a notebook, I feel like, probably to a much greater extent than you can, like, say, with a pencil probably sure
0: yeah yeah definitely but i it's think a lot, or it's a lot more of a risk to do it with a pencil
1: yeah like, i think yeah. somebody i don't know who wrote this in the notes but uh somebody oh johnny that was you but blackwing
3: lays it on thickly <laughs> yeah just, so i think, I think you're well, right that, that they approach it differently and that blackwing is like this pencil has a theme yeah so We're i have have to slap use it you across the face with it yeah it yeah. takes me a week to get out of that theme and just look at the pencil and then field notes has an inspiration Behind their um, releases, and Baron Fig, it's more just like a loose concept. Yeah, it's like hey, work play, and and like it's
1: interesting because like the Black Wing, I guess it's less of a theme and more of like a tribute. Like they they say that too, like if this is a tribute to Dorothy Lang or this is a tribute to the Gold Rush or whatever. Um, so maybe maybe it does call for it to be a little bit more like concrete. But what's interesting is like write notepads. Has pretty specific themes as well. Like, they had like an Edgar Allan Poe one, and they've had a um, like, like a teller they had like, like an Alexander Graham Bell one. Um, but it doesn't say- it doesn't feel like so heavy handed as
3: Field Notes or Blackwing. I mean, yeah, yeah, and even the um, Kindred Spirit was just like, hey, summer. That's true. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't, I feel like uh, Field Notes has the most specific and the most like. They, they corner themselves into something really like particular in a good way. Yeah. Um, like dime novel versus Henry David Thoreau. Like yeah. <laughs> Henry David Thoreau, you could take it in a million different directions. Dime novel, you're going to be like pretty limited into the, the directions you can go. And they did like the the clear like visual element of it, which I, I feel like Field Notes basically gives them so, like the fact that they they do it the way they do it will give them an Endless number of themes that they could do for the rest of time. Yeah. You know, because like they're so specific. Whereas if you're trying to hit on big names or big events or big things. Uh, as themes, you might feel a little more limited, where you are going to come out with one and beer and be like, "Well, that was kind of random." Whereas, it was end of this seems kind of counterintuitive, but with field notes, they're so specific that it's like, "Whoa, wow!" I wouldn't have expected that. That's cool. Yeah. And then every time, it kind of feels the same way, as and, opposed to "Wow, of course!" Like they would do a Hemingway or they would do a I don't know Picasso edition. You yeah. Know, because those are going to limit the future a lot.
1: And, and certainly, field notes has the most practice with. St- with this, like they've been around, they've been doing this for a lot longer. Um, so I don't know, like who, I don't, I don't know if like field notes to me, just like executes on that theme better or they choose their themes better or both, you know, both. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And, and then of course like Baron fig, like, you know, the askew and the unfinished make a lot of sense, but some of them, like the metamorphosis makes, Zero sense in the context of the actual output, right? Like the actual notebook. Yeah. It was
3: basically just sort of that's, like their marketing rhetoric. It's that's sort of like true. the names of a car. It's like, hey, this car is called yeah. the Flex. I'm like, okay, yeah. I like this car. <laughs> I don't really. So does care it what grow?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, a good, yeah I think that's that's totally true. But I think Baron Fig will like go for the avant garde for the sake of avant garde sometimes, just to be like, yeah. <laughs> this would be nuts. Let's do it, and then <laughs> it makes which gives you again gives you kind of endless possibilities for what you're going to do. But then makes it it also has the potential of seeing more seeming more random. Yeah, you're like, okay, you just chose a random color to go with this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But um, there, but at least Bandwagon Bar- Bar- Piggy has it uh, on their side that they kind of always make it beautiful. Yeah, even if it is random.
1: But. Yeah, the theme. Cool. All right. Um, anything else we should discuss before we button it up? I, I mean, does so. anybody want any
3: hints about what, uh, what right notepads is? Are you actually going to give hints, or you're just going to say something? Well, I'm going to give cryptic? you my PayPal address. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. You can. Whoever doesn't like Volume One, you can send me your Volume Ones. For every four, <laughs> I will give you one hint. My Johnny, address is in the show notes. Johnny's corrupt. <laughs> He's a bad onbreaker. eight guys. you send me,
0: I will give you a cushion. Drain the swamp. Drain the erasable <laughs> yeah. swamp.
3: Yeah. No, I made mean this joke, and you have to send me some money for uh, Chris and John when they you know, come after me and I have to leave town. Yeah. All of my pencils might fit in the back of a Subaru. I don't know. <laughs> Put the seats oh, down. No, no family, just me and my pencils taking a run. <laughs> See ya. You're going you're gonna to wake up with a disembodied feral at your bed? Every time I run out of bed, I run out of money, I pull out a couple 211s. I'm hungry.
0: <laughs> give me
3: food. Yeah. So trading 211 stubs for burritos. How, how about a freebie, Johnny?
0: <laughs> oh, I would trade a 211, full 211 for a fully made okay. burrito right now if anybody has one. So. Well, I hope Chris doesn't cut me down for this.
3: Yeah. I will give you a good hint that's true. Um, Field Notes stepped out of their usual... Um, frame of where their themes come from. And right notepad and sort of people have, some people suggested that that um Dime novel has sort of a right notepads like flavor. Uh-huh. Because of the period. So the right notepads doesn't feel anything like a field notes, but it's not from the time period they usually visit.
0: Mm. So Dime write novel. Write Notepads.
3: <laughs> So, so so it's, the, not so like, it's, it's not novel. like it's not like a space yeah. shuttle or anything, but
1: you know. <laughs> okay. It's not I like blue. it. I'm I'm gonna
3: guess, guesstimate. It is a Paul Revere, <laughs> the yes. 1812 Overture. Oh man, they had to do something for it, McHenry. Our big middle finger to the British. Sorry.
0: Um, <laughs> it's gonna be. I think knowing Chris, it's gonna be a Boston Red Sox edition. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: so he did post an Instagram a of Not a right. yeah. of a quarter of a um, red circle. Yeah, and I guessed that it looks like the um, the Leica logo, like the camera, um, but also maybe oh, the Japanese flag. That's a good guess. Yeah, also looks What's a little a bit like the Japanese flag too.
3: So, that's what I'm going with. And They'll get some good pencils this time from a uh, Mitsubishi. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Or really good pencils. Yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. That's All right, a, that's the holdup. That's the holdup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's button this up, guys. Yeah. Um, Tim, where can people find you out on the internet?
0: I am on Instagram at Timothy Awesome, and I am on. Twitter at Tim Wassum, and I am rarely on the Facebook group.
2: All
1: right. Which makes
0: me sad. I wish I was on there more, but I just like never make it over there.
1: Maybe if you spent less time with your family,
0: you could do it. Deal. (laughs)
1: Okay. I saw that picture of you like out playing by a babbling brook with Henry, so why don't you just cut that out? Stop doing that. Yeah.
3: Okay. Never again. Be like, Henry, Henry. I love you. You have a. you have a computer in your pocket. You could do Facebook and the Babble Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Henry, I love you, but I really have to spend more time with Facebook. <laughs> Let me finish this comment, son. <laughs> this is going to be a good one. It's going to get <laughs> just tons wait, of likes. Just wait, yeah. just
2: wait. Dad, Dad, look at this.
0: Okay, no uh, throw.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Johnny, how about you?
3: So you can occasionally find me on Twitter at Pencilution, and these days more often on PencilRevolution.com. Nice. How right. are you, sir? And I am on
1: WoodClinch.com, where you can find me and sometimes other people like Harry C. Marks, who wrote a guest review on my blog about the time novel. Uh, so you can find that there. Um, you can also get at me at, at A. Wealthley, A-W-E-L-F-L-E, um, or the same thing on Instagram. And this has been the Erasable Podcast. Uh, we just recorded episode 82. You can find the show notes for that at uh, erasable.us slash 82. And uh, you can find uh, us, except for, some, except for Tim most of the time, on the Facebook group, uh, 2,000 plus members, facebook.com slash groups slash erasable. We have amazing pencil discussion photos uh, link sharing, resources, uh, questions answered, everything happening, 24 hours a day. Um, there was recently a, an Australian uh, pencil discussion thread happening in the middle of the night. So, uh, okay, okay, I get it. I should be on there more <laughs> often. Jeez, you get it. You face, you face. <laughs> easy, today.
0: easy. No, I on like a on like a weekly basis. I I devote myself <laughs> to like paying more attention. Then like you'll notice me get on there once like once a week and like like 15 different posts and be like oh this is great should, and then like. A week passes by, and I'm like, "Duh!"
1: Crap, what you What Facebook. you should do Tim is drop in, find like a a thread where there's like an argument happening, drop something super incendiary, and then just hop out. Like
0: <laughs> drop a bomb, and then just like yeah. pass out. You're like, That's "And good. I'm <laughs> out!"
1: Yeah. and there goes um. yeah. uh, <laughs> So, uh, facebookcom slash group slash erasable It's a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of time. <laughs> uh, you can also go to facebook.com slash podcast for our page, which is sort of the erasable uh, official mouthpiece of Facebook. We're on Twitter and Instagram at, at erasable podcast. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us at the Google, Google Play Podcast Store. Really anywhere where you get your fine handcrafted podcasts. Uh, and we will see you in a couple weeks.
3: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Auf Wiedersehen.
0: The intro music for the Erasable Podcast is graciously provided by This Mountain, a collaborative folk rock band from Johnson City, Tennessee. You can check out their music at www.thismountainband.com. Gaze catches me with wonder.